Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out and make sure you subscribed. Spanning the globe. Worldwide. Online. The Hammer and Nigel Show. 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here, attorney at law and longtime broadcaster here on 93 WIBC. Abdul Hakim Shabazz joining us live. Abdul, how are you? Always good to be here. All right. Uh, how big a deal was it that Diego Morales did not show up for this Secretary of State debate? I think I think it was a lost opportunity. I, I really do. Uh, I, I understand what Diego's trying to do, which is run up the Republican numbers. That's why he was at the Ward County Lincoln Day dinner down in southwestern Indiana. Is it concerning he doesn't have those yet? Well, the thing is, he's trying to run up their he's trying to run up their numbers because there are some people going to vote Republican no matter what. So if you got R by your name, he's like, hey, I got your vote. So he's doing the Lincoln Day circuit because those are the diehard uh, Republicans. The problem is. If you're an undecided voter in the Secretary of State's race, you probably watch the debate, or you're probably going to watch a clip of the debate to see okay, where the candidates are. Let me make up my mind. And so, I think there's a difference between getting 100 people who are probably going to vote for you anyway versus a few thousand people who are undecided. I'd go for the few thousand people. How important is that position as Secretary of State in terms of voters in recognition? Like, obviously, you're a voter. Uh, you're going to go out and vote for, well, yeah, governor. I'm going to vote for uh, governor. But, like, how, like, for the Secretary of State, do a ton of people know who Diego Morales or any of the other candidates are? Uh, the, the Secretary of State is the chief elections officer of the state of Indiana. And so, from that perspective, the, state, the Secretary of State is an important office. I understand it's an important office, but how important is it to the average voter? Um, I would say you know, no, no more or less than the auditor, treasurer, okay, right, that sort of thing. So the kind of person that would watch a debate for Secretary of State, you would have to think they're probably into this thing. They're a politico because why else would you watch a Secretary of State debate? <laughs> That's my point. Yeah. Wouldn't they kind of already have their minds made up? At well, that point? It, de- it depends on the candidates too, because Diego's had you know shoe drop after shoe drop after shoe drop after shoe drop. And so if you want to like, okay, who who is this guy? What's he all about? Oh, there's a debate. Hey, he's not here. Where the hell is he? He's down in Warwick County right now and talking to a bunch of Republicans. So he was trying to raise money and uh, get votes. Yes. That's his excuse? Yep. It just seems a little odd okay. that less than 30 days until the election, in a very red state of Indiana, he chooses to skip out on the debate to go shore up the Republican base. Like, if you don't have that part already locked up, that tells me there's some red flags here. You want to be a political analyst when you grow up? <laughs> <laughs> because because you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. The thing is, we're, we're early voting started already this week. So people have already started their, their voting process. If you don't have your base by now... You got some major issues and some major problems. This is why I think what he's trying to do is those Republicans who'll vote for him regardless. He's trying to just run up the, run up their numbers with get out the vote. But I'm not convinced that's a, I'm not convinced that's the best strategy. Now, this past week there was the Marion County Prosecutors debate. Uh, this took place in the morning on I think it was Monday or Tuesday, and it aired. Uh, uh, it took Tuesday place Monday morning or Tuesday evening. Yeah, yeah it took place Monday morning. It was recorded at Warren Central High School, and it played back Tuesday night on RTV6. Prosecutor Mears taking on the challenger from the Republican side, Cindy Carrasco. I watched it. You watched it. What was your takeaway? Uh, I think, once again, they were talking to their respective constituents. Uh, if crime is your big issue, then crime is out of control. You're a big Cindy fan. You probably still are, although she, although she, she, started, she started a little bit slow, but then got her, got her groove as the debate went on. Uh, Mears has been in front of a million television cameras, so he was, he was fine from the from a performance perspective. But uh, I thought it was interesting near the end of the debate, he basically you know, said Cindy had no experience as a prosecutor, 
we can't necessarily trust her. Cindy's response is, well, we can't trust you either because you do have experience with the prosecutor, but this is your experience with yeah. hom homicides being <laughs> what they are, you know, plea deals, that sort of thing. One of the things that caught my attention, and again, I think this is the worst kept secret in Indianapolis, was when Ryan Mears was asked about the aggressive homeless problem downtown, specifically on Monument Circle, his solution was, Take them all and put them in hotels near the west side. And this has kind of been happening for a while when the city has big events. That Crown Plaza over there by the old the airport, airport has always been one of the no, places. No vacancy. Right, right. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I don't know if that's saying the quiet part out loud or if they're ready to go forward with saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to basically pull a DeSantis and move them from one area to another area. Well, they need to do something. As I uh, put up on my Twitter feed earlier today, uh, I got word from the, that the Starbucks right on Monument Circle is closing at the end of the month. Oh, man. Because it's of, been there uh, forever. Because of employee safety and liability. Uh, employee safety with all the homeless people and panhandlers outside the door. Wow. You got panhandlers coming in. I and, see cops out there all the time. Yeah, but unfortunately, the cops, can't, unfortunately the cops can't be there 24 hours a day. So yeah. I was told that they were going to be closing around the 28th of October. And it's not like this is some... Right wing Republican ran business where it's political. Like Starbucks is the woke of the woke when it comes to companies, and even they're saying, "Yeah, this stuff we can't handle. This we're getting the hell out of here." Uh, exactly, and so that's why when uh, when 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 Ryan said the downtown was safe, I was like, "Well, I I believe for the downtown is safer than it used to be, but I believe the public perception that it is not safe, and perception eventually becomes reality." Yeah. Right. You could walk around Monument Circle, and Nige, I text you the number every day. I take two laps around the circle before the show just to kind of get the blood pumping a little bit. I've ran into you before, Abdul, and the amount of homeless eight folks. Eight to 12. Yeah, are eight to 12, just around that small little radius of Monument Circle. That's it. That's not even counting, like, the side streets, the alleys, and things like that. Exactly, because uh, Indianapolis has a homeless and panhandling problem, and this, uh, what, I, what I would recommend the city do is do what they do once they did up in Chicago is – uh, you have your you have your private property, which is your skyscraper buildings, but in addition to owning the building, the, the city has a deal where the build the building owners owns like six feet from the from the door, so six feet on the sidewalk. So there's homeless people sleep like, hey, you're trespassing, you got to move, you got to you got to get going. Uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer. One second, I know there are people with with mental health issues and other issues, and I get that, but you got to have the tough love first in order to get people the help they need. Is there one more thing before we move on about uh, Prosecutor Mears, his whole spiel about how he's not going to prosecute marijuana violators, how he's not going to um, you know, enforce any rulings or any laws involving abortion. Does that play into uh, people voting for him? Is that a roundabout way of saying, hey, vote for me, I don't prosecute marijuana violations? Uh, well, he doesn't prosecute simple possession of marijuana. I understand. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah that's yeah, that's if you if you if you got like guns in the back in the trunk of your car and and, and the kilos cut down into grams for distrib distribution later on, you're, you're probably going to go to jail. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Mears is where the public is on marijuana on simple possession. Prosecutors like, does jail really? Does somebody really belong in jail for possessing a joint? No, I probably wouldn't have said I'm not going to prosecute any marijuana thing serious or or going forward. But I said, hey, you know what? We're going to take a serious look at uh, what are the best use of our limited resources. Is that a big deal, though, for an undecided voter in Marion County? It feels like there are so many other things to look at in this prosecutor's race, whether it's sweetheart plea deals or GPS monitoring devices or things like that. Does weed actually play here? I, I, think, for, I think for 10% of the population, it does. Now, will those 10% show up and vote? That remains to be seen, or will they be asleep? Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Um, Abdul Hakim Shabazz with us. We've got a Senate debate coming up this Sunday. Um, this is for the seat currently occupied by uh, Todd Young. Now, it was about a week or so ago, Abdul, your polling outfit at IndiePolitics.org uh, showed that at that time, Todd Young had just a 2% lead in that race. Yeah, he was within the margin of error. And, and Todd's issue has been, once again, those undecided Republicans. Whereas we're, and massive spending. There's yeah. that. Yeah, well, well, well they, <laughs> actually, I'm going to get to that. Whereas with Diego Morales, it's more the establishment Republicans that Diego has to win over. With Todd Young, it's some more the MAGA Donald Trump Republicans that he has to win over. About, about a quarter of them are still undecided, which is why the race, in our opinion, was so close. So the, the thing is going to be when Todd gets on stage uh, Sunday night, how does he how does he walk that tightrope and appeal to those 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 MAGA Republicans, but also at the same time win those moderate Republicans over? Because he's going to have a really tough time justifying why you signed off on some of these bills, like the one now that, in a roundabout way, allows legal gun owners to have some of their transactions traced. This was a bipartisan bill that Todd Young signed off on, and again, there's a lot of these stories that go back to Todd Young. And see, and the thing is, for for for, for folks like Todd Young. Who are, who are who who is a who is a moderate conservative? He's, he's Todd Young has never been a big fireball, you know, throwing throwing stones and throwing rocks at the other guy. That's just never how Todd has has been. He went on a Stop Washington Waste tour, and that dude has spent more money than Bernie <laughs> Sanders. Well, like well, Stop Washington Waste, well, we'll keep watching keep watch Washington waste our, our money. And so that for for Todd, that's the challenge. It's how do I how do I win the MAGA Republicans over and of the moderate Republicans over? Uh, what are you paying attention to in the movie theaters, Abdul? You and I always have this discussion. Uh, uh, like, uh, what's what's caught your eye coming into the theaters? And uh, the last the last movie I actually saw uh, was up in Noblesville. They had an airing of uh, the original Superman, nineteen seventy eight. There you go, Christopher so Reeve. That. Yeah, Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Christopher well, Reeve, then, Gene Hackman, Marlon Brando. It's funny you mentioned that because the the comic book uh, just canceled the uh, Superman's gay son in uh, this comic. Did you read about that? Like uh, Kal El. Yeah, actually, actually, I get the book, and the book, the story isn't bad. It's it's an interesting story, and and see what what Marvel does and what DC does is they try to have characters that sort of adjust how society is right now. I remember when the Black Panther was a big deal back in the mid, you know, 1960s, or the She-Hulk back in the 1980s, uh, and they made Thor a woman for a while uh, because Thor is a hammer, not necessarily an individual. So that does not surprise. But at the end of the day, it's how do books sell? It's that it's simple. Just either, either books sell or, or doesn't sell. And it could be, it could be, it could be. I don't think it was the, the character being bisexual. I think it was more just the writing was, was the issue itself. Also, the rescuing uh, uh, illegal immigrants from evil ICE agents, yeah, or it's, something like something along those lines. Also, uh, Superman went off and out of space for a while, but now he's about to come back. So they'll sort of wrap all that. Uh, I've been, uh, I've been seeing, I've been seeing. Um, also, real quick before I let you go, I've been seeing previews for the new movie with the Rock, the superhero called Black Adam. Does that look good to you? It looks interesting. That's, up, up, a, that's um, a character in in the yeah in, uh, he's 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 a, he's a Shazam Captain Marvel type okay uh, he's he's sort of an anti hero I thought the trailer looked pretty pretty good pretty well done yeah I, I, I'm I'm always I'm always cautiously optimistic cautiously optimistic <laughs> yeah like okay this is gonna be good but I'm gonna go to Sunday matinee after the second week so after after we got all the crazies <laughs> do you have a show this weekend uh, yes we were talking to our pollster. Uh, uh, Andrew Weiser, just going to walk through everything that he did. And also got some thoughts about Diego Morales and his campaign and whose fault his problems really are. And here's a hint, get a mirror because it's his. When's your show? Uh, show uh, this Saturday, 1 to 2.30 because we got IU football at 2.30. Abdul, thank you. Hey, thank you. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC or subscribe and get it right to your phone.